All right. Hello, everybody. I'm here with the Honorable Bridget Bootlayer, uh, the school board representative for District 1. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing? Fine, Brent. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invite. Okay. So first off, what got you into uh, school board? Uh, running for school board? Yeah. What got you into running for school board? Um, I'm a volunteer. Okay. I always have been. Grew up in Sydney. Grew up in a family and a community that always volunteered, took part in things. Never in politics, but new politicians. Um, here in Sheet Harbor, I was the second female health inspector in the province. And I came to a community that never had a health inspector live in their district, which is what I did. And because of it, most people seem to think I worked for the municipality. Really? Never did but always filled out applications and did things for people. My, I married a man from Sheet Harbor. I have children here in Sheet Harbor, went to school here in Sheet Harbor. When my children got in school, we had an incident one time, and I didn't know who to contact. Really? Yep. So after, after everything, the dust settled, we'll call it, I found out that we actually have a school board member that can help people out, and that's how I got into it. Okay. How that's why I ran. Okay. How long have you been into uh, school board for? Okay. I ran for school board many years ago. Didn't know exactly what it was when I ran the very first time. I didn't have a brochure. I didn't have a sign other than I told a few people, and I lost. I lost by 90 votes. 90 votes? 90 votes. And everybody told me if I had put a sign up or did whatever, I probably would have won. But I didn't do any of those things. So the next time I ran, I was prepared, and I got in. Then that's the time that the government uh, had a bit of a problem with the board at the time, and the board was fired. Really? Yes, I was on that board. Was it was it good? No. But did I do good at the time? Yes. Because in those days, it was 2007, I was successful in keeping two elementary schools open in Upper Musketabit and Moser River. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was a big deal because it had never been done before in the board. They had never kept schools open, and they kept those schools open. Wow. And I would go to board meetings, and I would say to all the other board members, do you know the families in Mose River have to drive 130 kilometers to buy a pair of socks? So I really had to teach the people at the board and the staff who we were. We're Like, we're not the same as people in the city. <sighs> that That's a tough, tough one to answer, because technically we are. Yeah. We live in a rural area. But we all have the same wants, same needs. Yeah. And and the reason I'm saying it is because I took part in a discussion in Fall River a year ago in Waverly. And up until then, I felt the same way you did. Until I realized in Fall River, they don't have sidewalks. They don't have a bus. They don't have sewer. They don't have water. All the things that you and I think they have, they didn't have. Really? Yeah, yeah I know. That, that really surprised me when I saw. But anyway, um, the, city, the city students have more advantages. Yes. Because there's more around them. Yeah. And we have trouble with internet out here. Distance kills us. Geography has always killed us. Yeah. So, but is the school board willing to do what they can to help the students here? Yeah. Yes. So for that, for that reason. You're asking me about running. I ran. Anyway, after that, I ran again for school board and I got in and I ran this election and I get in. So I've been pretty lucky yes. being reelected. That's good. You You have been doing a great job. <laughs> um, so you said about Mosier River School being kept open 
Is that school still open to this day? On the books, it is. But with the board, it's not. In order to close that school, it's a big deal to close that school. It, you have to you have to go through a school closure and review, and it's not necessary because there was only two or three students left in that school that are now coming up to Eastern, uh, coming up to Shade Harbor Elementary. Uh, Shade Harbor College consolidated actually, so um, technically it's it's open, but we're not using it. Okay. And the the reason they wanted to close it was because of small numbers of students. Yes. Oh gosh, yes. There, I yeah. mean, at one time, what, there was four down there, and you still had a teacher full time, you still had a secretary part time, and you had a vice principal that had to go down every day to make sure that the teacher was never left alone. That is. So it was costly. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit crazy for four students. Yes. So, so I can understand why they quote unquote closed it, but didn't close it. And, and, and it's better for those children anyway, because they would have been there four or five years without being in school with their peers. So then yeah. when they did come up here for grade five or grade six, yeah, at for, least they're going to know all the ones that are there. Yeah. Now they'll be mixed in right from the start. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So now we're moving on to the new school that we just ha have gotten word. Can you be more excited? I can't. <laughs> I am so excited. You have no idea. Going to be here. Going to be opening. The opening is planned for September of 2019. Oh, wow. The steering committee, which is made up of the principals, Department of Education staff, um, members of the community and SAC committees are already together. And um, anything that's going to be said about the school will be on the school website. Okay. It will be. But if you get an opportunity, just, just try to look at some of the newer schools in the province because the concept's not the same as what I went to school where teachers were in a classroom only knew what was going on in the classroom, because that's all changed. Teachers now all converse with each other, talk about what the student is doing in all of the classes. The teaching methods have changed. The styles have changed. Yeah. A lot of schools have no walls. Really? They have no walls. Do go online and just look at them. There's the, the, the seating arrangements, and it's different. It's, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So for that, it took a little while, but we are getting one, so I'm very pleased. Yes. And in order to put the new school up, they are demol demolishing the elementary school, okay. correct? Yeah. And then putting the new school on that general location. That's right. There'll be a transition where they're gonna when they're gonna be moving the students from the elementary school into Duncan McMillan. And that'll all be done by programming and staff. Yeah. It's, and then hopefully it's gonna be a really smooth transition because it's not gonna be easy for the children from even, well, Lakefront won't be coming then. They won't be coming until yeah. 2019. But um, it's not going to be easy going into another school and tour. Yeah. And this this school that's primary to 12 will be the first primary to 12 school in our school board. Really? And we have 136 schools. 136 schools? Yes. As a board member, I have 21 schools. You have 21. I have 21. I have four high schools. I went to four graduations in 29 hours. <laughs> I know, isn't that something? I did. Twenty I made it to every one of them. Wow. Yeah, I know. Eastern Shore was in was in the evening, then Duncan McMillan was first thing in the morning. Then in the afternoon was um Middle Muscadabot or Muscadabot Rural. 
and then Lockview was that night. So 29 hours, I made it to four graduations. Wow. I know. Do you know what? And people say, oh, don't you get tired of it? Didn't you get bored? No, because parents are just so excited. And, and, and every every um, valedictorian has something different to say. And, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. Now, in comparison to numbers, here out here, I know we only have, I think, Duncan, we only have, I think, 155 or in and around that. Right, right. How does that compare to some of the other schools in the board? In the board. Okay. You can't compare high schools because... Our high schools have 1,000 to 1,300 schools in them. I graduated from a high school that had 1,400 students, Sydney Academy. My graduating class that I graduated in had 354. I know. So the size, it, it, you know what? Um, uh, schools today have it more difficult than when we were going to school because you have um, so many challenges. And we live in a different age, different, different society, more problems more emotional problems. So, and all of this comes into the schools. And now there's so many working parents, both, both are working in children yeah. are latchkey. So it's, it's, it's a whole different concept. Teachers, teachers have to be social workers, doctors, you know, they, they do everything besides teach. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard for them. I won't say it's hard. It is hard. It is hard for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you talk about the size, Duncan McMillan is a small school. Yeah. And, and and it has its advantages and disadvantages yeah. because we don't get all the courses that you'd like to have what the city has. Yes, but you can do a lot more in the courses that you do have. Yeah. For example, science in a lot of schools in the city, our teacher, our science teacher basically told us, you guys get to go to the lab more. And when you're there, you get to do more That's and true. experience more because you have smaller classes. That's right. and, and I think also they offer virtual. Classes. Yeah, they offer virtual classes. I don't know how many people are really using them, but they do offer them stuff. So. Yeah. So if you can't get a course, they'll try to help you. They'll to try it. to get you it online. Yeah, no, that's right. right. Which is good. Yeah. Now, board meetings, how do they usually? Oh, wow. They they're usually... fun. Board meetings. Do you know what? We, we always meet for supper at five. Our board meetings start at six. Our board has. Our board is probably one of the smaller boards in the province. Actually, I'm going to say it is the smallest board in the province. Because our board has um, eight elected board members. And how, how it's done is that right now, municipal council is 16 councillors. So there's just 16 districts. A school board member has two districts. So you... you I have yeah. District 1, which is um, right now C-stretches the councillor out there. And then... And, as I had said earlier, it goes from, I'm going to say, Micmac Mall. It comes over in Dartmouth on the Waverly Road and in Holland Road and Wellington and, and uh, Enfield, Oldfield. And then it goes right through to Dean. And on the, that's District District 1. And then District 2 is where Dave Hensby is the um, counselor. And it starts for me at um, Nelson Winder Elementary, which is in North Preston, and Atlantic View, which is in Lawrencetown, and goes all the way to Ecom So it's three quarters in, ge in geography. It's three quarters of HRM. And but the, my other board members, they too have. I have twenty-one schools. We all vary between fifteen to twenty-one schools a piece. That 
that we're responsible for that we visit and, you know, if there's any needs or any complaints or whatever, we do the busing complaints and there's, you know, the split class complaints and. Yeah. So you're kind of like. You're, we're busy. You're like front line for getting stuff to the board. Exactly. Yeah. So what all do you guys usually discuss in a board meeting? Okay. Board meetings. Um, we, we work mostly on policy. Okay. And and then now the last the last board, the board I just came out we just finished with for the four years, I think we did something like forty two or forty three policies. Wow. So it's a lot, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, like the travel policy, like red white age group should children be going outside the province, or you get into the insurance part of it. Can you have zip lining, or can you go water rafting? There's a lot of things that policy health. You know, there's a lot of we talk about health policies. And I wish I had it here in front of me, Brent, because then I could probably list off some of the things that we do. We also work on budget because we have a budget of $440 million. Oh, the school board. School board. Wow. And we have an audit committee. And I mean, I, most of us sit on audit. And the uh, uh, the director of um, finance comes with us and we have a binder that's inches and inches thick. Of where the money goes and what's used for transportation and teaching and special needs and programming and there's a lot. So those are some of the things that we, we do with board. And very seldom, like in, in the past, we have had, um, and it's, it's very seldom that it happens today, with um, student suspension because now the teachers, the principals can handle that. Yeah. And then when it gets to where the principal isn't going to be dealing with it anymore and the, the, the families appeal it, it becomes before the school board, and some of the board members are in on that too, for the suspensions, okay. yeah, and teacher suspensions. That doesn't happen here. That's very seldom. Yeah, that's and that's it. basically where a teacher does something. That's which, out of line. Yeah, yeah, out of line. Out of line. And and when I was on the board, the last, the well, one other time, we had one that we got out of the the meeting at quarter to five in the morning. It was in June, and went from that meeting to change your clothes. And went to a graduation. Wow! So yeah, so so if you, if if people think it's one one day a week, it's not. It's not. There's 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 a lot involved. Yeah. So you're a lot busier than some people might think. Oh, exactly. Oh yeah. I have people think you just go to one meeting. And yeah, like a meeting a week or something yeah, yeah, like no. that. No. And and see, you still get lots of phone calls. I, I mean, most of mine are on busing, and they're a lot better now. But we're on busing. And you know, having bus stops changed or getting a bus stop for somebody. And um, oh my heavens, I was just thinking of this and I can't think of it right now. Oh, split classes. That seems to be the biggie. You know, the, the yeah. class has been split. Is it a good thing to happen or whatever? Okay. Okay. So are you familiar with the teacher strike or um, the teachers? I know what you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you know because this is between the province. And, and the, the teachers, teachers not between the board. Okay. And, and, you know, anybody who's just plays neutral. Yeah. So yeah. you guys don't know anything until the media knows, pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's something, something that not a lot of people know about. It's just. There's so many it. sides. I, I read what yeah. everybody else reads. Yeah. There's the side of budget there's yeah. the side of like 
labor. Teachers are responsible for so many more things today. There's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, there is a lot. A lot of paperwork. Yeah. And I I can, I mean, I I have an advantage. When I was a health inspector, I used to do the inspection of schools. So I was in classrooms and did light meter readings and did the water sampling and did the sewage treatment plants and did the inspections of the kitchens. So I always had an advantage of seeing what was going on. And over the years, it's changed. It's changed. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being being the Halifax board, we have the IWKs in Halifax. Yeah. So a lot of families that whose children are, 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 that are ill or, you know, have some problems are in the Halifax area, more so than they are in other districts. Because yeah. even right now with um, the Syrians that have come in, I think we have 350 that came in. I, I think, Brent, if you went into some of our schools, English as a second language is really common in some of our schools. Being taught, yeah. or, or you go into the schools, and you know there's 70 or 80 different flags of countries that are in that school. It's amazing. It's thrilling. It's yeah, because you get to learn their cultures too. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's definitely changed from even when I was in elementary school, like yeah. grade primary. Yeah. Things have changed, like for the better or worse. Uh, <laughs> So far, it's, yeah. been, it's been okay that's the way good. they've yeah. changed. Yeah. So no, that's good. Yeah, and so many of our teachers have to travel. Yeah, a lot of our teachers out here are coming from many different the directions. Yeah. We have some teachers coming from towards uh, Toro area. We have some teachers from other side, the other side of Halifax, mm-hmm. Preston. Muscadab and all those different places. The advantage right now, though, is that our board has grown by over a thousand students. Most of the boards in the province, the enrollment has gone down. And 10 years ago, our enrollment was down because we have close to 50,000 students. In the Halifax School Board? Board, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest board in the Atlantic provinces. It's biggest in student size, but. Is it big in school count, like amount the amount of schools that 136, are? 136, yes. Okay. Not in Canada. Okay. Just the Atlantic. Just, just yeah, the Atlantic. Just the Atlantic, yeah. I, I know when I was listening to the bomb scare or whatever it was over in PEI here a few weeks ago, and it was said they evacuated all the schools, 17,000 students. And I'm thinking to myself, there's only, that's all. In the whole province, there was 17,000 17,000 in PEI. PEI. But and our board has 50,000. 50,000 in just HRM. Do you know I'm going to go back to something you asked me earlier because yes. we got sidetracked. Um, both the board members. There's eight. Okay, eight elected. Then we have what's called uh, an, an African Nova Scotian board member. And that member is also um, elected. But that election is for all of the district. And then we have um, an Aboriginal board member who is appointed by the government. And um, we had a lovely lady, Pam. Gote Rochers. Anyway, she's on another project now. So we have a new board member that's been appointed. And her name is Jessica Rose. Oh, my head. It's just a little sweetheart. She's 25. So she's going to bring you a lot of energy to an old person like me. <laughs> so it's nice. So anyway, that's where the 10 board members come from. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. 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 What is the what is your favorite part of your job? Schools. I get to go to the schools. Principals are always polite. The very first time I ever went into a school as a board member, 
was Dutch Settlement and David Devanier was the principal and he was on a ladder putting a light bulb in one of the projectors. And I can still remember walking in and, and saying who I was to him. I met the secretary and she told me where he was. And him saying, I mean, actually talking to him and he came down the ladder and he looked at me and he said, you're the first board member that ever came in the school and you're the first board member that ever asked me if I needed something. Really? Really. Because really, how can you represent somebody if you don't know who they are? Yeah. You need to know who. Be yeah. yeah. Be because when I said earlier about Moser River and Upper Musket Abbott, I was lucky that I knew the areas and they needed to stay open for them, those host families. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be a really long bus it, ride for those kids. Well, not only that, um, not not only that, these were families that had, that had to stay where they were. Yeah. Because if we had closed Mose River at that time, I think there were 30-odd kids or whatever. That's still a lot to come up to Sheet Harbor. Yeah. So, and even now with the new school, as happy as I am for the new school, I'm sad. Because Ship Harbor, that is a long bus ride for primaries. Exactly. And what really didn't dawn on me was the day that Carol DeBarrios goes in to see her a week or two ago. And it even affects the grade sevens. Because for six years, they've been going to that little school. And now all of a sudden, they've got another 20-something kilometers to travel. Yeah, and not only that. Some, some of the kids that come up from that school that come to mm -hmm. Duncan, they... Some of them don't know anybody. Exactly, yeah, they don't know. Like when when uh, when I was in grade seven, we had six or seven kids from that school come up, and they were they you could tell that they were that were they felt out of place. Yeah, they felt out of place yeah. because they always stuck together. Those yeah. seven people, yeah, they all stuck together, and it took a while for them to kind of. When we come um, together with everybody else. When we had the steering committee meeting the other night, the two planners were down from from the from HRM, and I got to talk to them later. And this school district is eighty four kilometers long. Wow. Ship Robert Deacons, it's eighty four, and the only thing common in that whole eighty four kilometers is Duncan McMillan. It's not the churches. It's not the ball fields. That one building is the thing that is common to all the whole shore. So I don't think sometimes people really realize the importance of that school or what it means to everybody. Yeah. And it's going to be quite a transition, too. Yeah. For, for, for all of these schools to come together. But I think when the layout is done and, 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 and it's, I don't, I don't know how they're going to furnish it or whatever, but it's, I, I wish you guys would really go online and just see what some of the new schools look like. I've read some of the magazines. When I was reading the magazines, it wasn't dawning on me that our school might be like this. Because we've grown up with cubicles, like squares and, you know, desks. Like, everyone sits in a row. That's not the way it's done today. It's different. Even Oyster Pond. I've been in Oyster Pond before. And that's newer compared to us. Yeah. But... By the way you're describing some of these new schools. It's going to be more advanced than that. It's going to be even different than that. Wow. Not different. Great. Yeah. So it's going to be different in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Because they, because I grew up in an age where I memorized. You asked me, you know, I, I mean, memorized. I can do my time. I guess we all can. But younger ones know why. You know how to do it. I remember when I had first, I have a friend who was really into computers, and I had said to her, Colleen, I said, this is driving me crazy. 
I can't understand. And she said, because I want to know how it works. Where Brent, it doesn't matter. You're just going to know. You won't question it like I did. You will accept that this is the way it's done. Yeah, this is this is the way. That yeah, that's the way it's done. And I know we talk about cursive writing in our house and teaching children how to write. Yeah. And my son, Garrett, says to me, Mom, do you want us to get a stone? Start chipping out the letters on it? Because that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I know personally myself, I I can't cursive write really mm -hmm. well because it wasn't when I went. I think just before I got into grade four, I think it was taken out. It wasn't mandatory to yeah, do. There's too many other subjects that you have to put in. That's why. So yeah. then I was like... I just kind of taught myself. Yeah. This is how I can do. I know. I bought chalkboards. I've been doing things with Lily and Max with their, their printing. These are mine. Two of my grandchildren. And my other granddaughter. Wait, I'll throw her name in there, too. She's, <laughs> she's getting into that stage. She's into crafts and cooking. Two and a half. So. Yeah. Thank you very much for, oh my God. for doing this. Anytime. Do you have anything you would like to say to the viewers? Oh, do you know what? Since I'm, not, I'm just going to put a plug in and say thank you, District 1, for putting me back in there. I enjoy what I do, and I do it for you. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my God, no problem. That was the wonderful and intelligent Bridget Boulevard. Thanks so much for listening.